Welcome to the SMC 2021 podcast. What if God wanted to do something new in your life? This is your fresh start. Hey, y'all. My name is Courtney Franklin. I work for Sumo at the University of Texas, and I moved to Austin three years ago after I graduated from the University of Arkansas. I want to let y'all in on something that people who are closest to me would tell you is true. I want to tell y'all about my number one hobby, the thing I am the most obsessed with in life. If I'm being fully honest, my most favorite thing to do is to try to meet celebrities. I could spend hours telling y'all stories about this, but for the sake of time, I'll just tell you one of them. There's one celebrity who stands out in my heart more than any other. And before I tell you her name, I want to make it clear that I do not condone her recent behavior nor do I look up to her as a role model the way that 15-year-old Courtney did. The one celebrity I've always been the most obsessed with, the most loyal to, is Miley Cyrus. I was probably in middle school when I remember thinking for the first time, oh my gosh, I have to meet her. I mean, I still believe to this day that all I need is one small interaction with her just to be able to have one conversation with her. And the reason why is because I want to be her friend so bad, and I'm convinced that if Miley could just spend a little bit of time with me, if she could just get to know me, she would love me. We would be best friends. And so for a while, this was the goal. On my 16th birthday, my friends tried so hard to get hashtag Miley Please Tweet Courtney trending in hopes that it would capture Miley's attention as she's scrolling through Twitter and that she would find it in her heart to tweet me, happy birthday. I just wanted her attention. My biggest opportunity came my freshman year of college. Miley was coming to play a show in Tulsa, and so obviously I had tickets, and I was gonna do whatever it took to meet Miley that day. And so step one, I went ahead and canceled all my classes for the day. There was no time for school. And bright and early, my friend and I drove around downtown Tulsa looking for Miley. We sat outside the venue she was going to be playing at. Nothing. So we literally just drove up and down every street until we saw them. Miley's tour buses parked outside the Mayo Hotel. Security guards lined up outside the entrance of the hotel so we knew we had made it. And so we sat. We literally sat there on the concrete outside of the hotel and we just waited. We see her backup dancers going in and out of the buses and my heart is just pounding. I'm like, today is the day. The whole time I'm rehearsing in my head exactly what I'm going to say when Miley walks out. Hours go by and then I see a familiar face walk out of the hotel and my heart stops. She has her head down, sunglasses on. She's walking a little puppy and she's walking really fast like she's about to get away. But I didn't know what to say because this was something I hadn't prepared for. I almost missed my chance. But before I do, something comes over me and I yell, Tish. And as soon as I do, Miley's mom turns around, walks over to me, gives me the biggest hug of all time and says, well, hi, sweetie. How are you? We then proceed to have a five minute conversation that I'm not kidding made my whole life. We talked about how I was a huge fan of Miley, that I was, of course, coming to the concert, that I was so thankful for Tish for giving birth to and raising my favorite celebrity of all time. And then we snapped a picture and it was over. And you know, I posted that picture everywhere and told everyone. 
I mean, here I am six years later and I'm still giddy as I'm talking about it. This moment was huge for me because all this effort was worth it for me to talk to Tish Cyrus. That is how much I value Miley, that even just talking to her mom was worth my time, effort, and sacrifice. In my mind, Miley is that important. If someone's important to you, you'll do whatever it takes to talk to them. And the thrill of talking to Miley was strong. It was so strong. But the reality is, Miley never even heard me. All those tweets, the conversation with her mom, the money spent on concerts, nothing actually led to Miley hearing my voice and responding to it. And it's actually really challenging for me when I compare my excitement for the chance to talk to a celebrity, for the chance to talk to Miley, to my excitement for the chance to talk to God. I mean, surely God should be more important to me. What about you? Does the idea of talking to God make you excited? Maybe you get really distracted every time you try to pray. Maybe you're not convinced that God is worth all the effort it takes to pray. Maybe you try to pray, but you don't know if you're saying the right thing. Maybe you even feel hurt from prayers not being answered in the past. Maybe you wonder, does God even hear me? We all have questions about prayer, but today I want to convince you that God is worth talking to. When it comes to prayer, I want you to think about it like this. Prayer is just conversation with God. Prayer is the act of you talking to God. Anytime you're having a conversation with someone, who you're talking to affects what you say. It affects the way you talk and the content of what you're talking about. How you talk to your biggest crush is different than how you talk to your grandma. The amount of depth you're going to go to in a conversation with your very best friend is different than the depth of a conversation you're going to have with the stranger behind you in line at the grocery store. If prayer is conversation with God, it's important for us to know the answer to this question. Who is God? There's a quote by a famous author, A.W. Tozer. It says, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. This is true for a lot of reasons, but especially when it comes to reasons why we should pray. The Bible has so much to say about who God is, so I encourage you to spend some time familiarizing yourself with qualities about God. Right now, I want to focus on one specific quality, sovereignty. The definition of sovereignty is supreme power and authority. So God being sovereign means that God has full control. He has full power, full authority over everything. This is who God is. And this is one of the reasons that I believe God's worth talking to. God is worth talking to because he is in control. Psalm twenty-two twenty-eight says, Dominion belongs to the Lord and he rules over the nations. And Isaiah 45, 7 says, I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. Both of these verses tell us that God is the one with the power, that he's the one who rules over every single thing that happens in the world, that he's the one with control. Why is this important? Think about this situation. It's the end of a long, hard semester and your grade is close. Like it is so borderline. It's not even funny. All you need 
is a little bit of a grade bump. What do you do? You go straight to the professor and you ask for a little bump. They are the one who can actually change your grade. If you want to take a specific guy or girl to a date event, who do you talk to? You go and you talk to that person. You have to ask that person. Like you can't just get an idea in your head and then tell everybody else that you're going to take that person without asking them. They're the one who ultimately has control of what they do that night. And so you have to ask them. I can even think about it in more serious situations. Like imagine someone you love is really sick. You can personally look up their symptoms on like WebMD or something all day long, but the only way you're going to get real help or real answers is by going to the doctor who can give you answers and can prescribe medicine. It's important to go to the people who are in control of your situations. And so God is the only one in the whole world who can actually make things happen. He controls everything. And this should push us towards prayer. Think about the millions of things that go through your mind every day. Your struggles, your desires, your wishes, your questions, big things in the world like a pandemic or disease. The Bible says that God is the one who can fix, provide, and answer all of these things. There is no person on earth that you will ever have the opportunity to talk to who's more powerful, influential, and sovereign than God because there is no one like him in existence. He's worth talking to because he is in control. And the really cool thing is that he's already initiated a conversation with you. He's already talked to you through his word, through the Bible. The Bible is God talking to us. Prayer is our way to talk back to God in response. But when you talk, can someone this powerful really hear you? Jeremiah 29, 12 says, you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. There is a clear promise in this verse. The clear promise is I will listen to you. So what this verse is saying is you pray, God listens. And the word listen in this verse means to hear with attention or interest. God hears you, but he doesn't just hear your prayer as some vague background noise. He actually gives you his attention and he's interested in what you have to say. The sovereign God who created the whole universe and who has control of everything in it pays attention to you when you talk to him. God is worth talking to because he listens to us. First Peter 5, 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God because he cares about you. <clears throat> so imagine your very best friend is going through something really hard. They come to you, they pour their heart out to you, they're telling you in detail all the things that are happening, they're letting you in on the things they're worried about. If you care about them in that moment, you're not going to like scroll through your phone or something as they're talking. You listen, you pay attention, you want to know these things about their life because you care about them. This is exactly why God listens to us, because he cares about us. And after you hear your best friend pour their heart out to you, you don't just stand there and stare at them. You don't just turn and walk away. What do you do? You respond. And so we know the Bible says God listens to us, but does he answer us? Psalm 91.15 says, 
He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. It's important to understand who God is referring to in this verse when he says, he will call on me. Earlier in this psalm, the person is described as someone who has trusted fully in the Lord. What this would look like for us today would be to understand our need for a Savior because of our sin and to choose to turn from that sin and trust completely in Jesus, to willingly give God control of your life. In this verse, there's a clear promise to the person who trusts God. To that person, God says, When you pray, I will answer. God is worth talking to because He answers us. This is a guarantee. If you've given your life to Jesus, you can be confident that He will answer your prayers. And I can definitely think of specific times where it felt like God answered me. One was when I was begging God to give me clarity on where to go when I graduated college. I remember specifically asking him to give me an opportunity to move to Texas and to also have some sort of job where I could help others grow in their faith. And he answered it. He answered that prayer and it felt like it whenever he gave me the opportunity to work for Stumo at the University of Texas. But I think this is a concept I've personally struggled with because I can also think of specific times where it felt like God didn't answer my prayers. My childhood best friend had a life-threatening illness called cystic fibrosis. And so this is a very serious disease that affects your lungs. And when we were in sixth grade, she got really sick. That year alone, she was in the hospital for 80 days straight. And then the next year, she was in the hospital for 65. You couldn't drive down a street in my hometown without seeing a sign, paint on a window of a store, or a sticker on a car that said, pray for Haley. Thousands of people were praying for God to heal her. But the summer after seventh grade, Haley passed away. It felt like God didn't answer the one thing that I had most consistently prayed for. And that was really hard for me. A verse that has given me comfort and understanding is Romans 8, 28. And it says, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This verse reminds me that God is in control and does things for his purposes and that no matter what, he's going to work things out for good. Even if things don't feel good in the moment, he ultimately will make all things good. And so just because God might not answer things the way we want him to, he promises to answer. And he wants us to trust that the way he is answering is best for his purposes, for his glory, and for our good. If you really want to know whether or not God is worth talking to, you have to actually try it out. At one point in my life, I was really struggling to build a habit of prayer. And the reason why for me was because talking to my friends about things in my life felt way more beneficial to me than talking to God. It kind of just felt like when I went to my friends, I could get immediate feedback. But when I went to God, I wasn't really getting anything back. And so this is kind of a cheesy phrase, but someone challenged me to run to the throne, aka God, before I run to my phone, aka my friends. And so run to the throne before I run to my phone. And what this meant was that anytime I caught myself wanting to ask a friend for advice or talk to a friend about something kind of serious that was happening in my life, I would have to wait to do that until I had first sat down and asked God for his advice. And what this did 
was it built a habit of prayer in my life that to this day hasn't gone away. What started as me forcing myself to write prayers in my journal turned into the deepest, most intimate connection I've ever had with anyone. What happened was I started to want to talk to God first about every detail of my life, and that habit has not changed years later. And this concept makes sense. Like think about when you constantly talk to someone, the dynamic of your relationship with them changes. It makes you way closer, makes you more comfortable. You start to crave their presence and you miss them when you're not in communication with them. Talking to God transforms us whenever we make it a regular habit of our lives. But how do we pray? There's no one formula or script required when it comes to talking to God, but there is a little acronym that I like. It helps me kind of remember some important things to pray regularly about. And so I'm going to walk y'all through that acronym, and then we're also going to spend a little bit of time praying through it right now. And so this acronym comes from a pastor named Rick Warren, and the word in the acronym is PRAY. And so the first word of the acronym is PRAISE. This is how I like to open my prayers, to start with acknowledging who I'm talking to. And so this is your time to celebrate who God is. A fun thing to do during this is to pray through and pray about qualities of God. And so as you're reading your Bible and you're learning more about who God is, pray about those things, celebrate them, be excited about who God is. Another big part of our prayers should be telling God, thank you. And so be excited about what God's done in your life or in the lives of others and tell him, thank you. And so what we're going to do right now is grab a journal or piece of paper or anything to write on and take a few minutes to write down things you're thankful for. It can be anything about God, your life, other people. Use this time to praise God and to tell him, thank you. The next word in the acronym is repent. Repent means to turn from your sin. And so this time in prayer is where you're going to evaluate your life. You're going to sit and think about your life and you're going to call out your own sin. And so take time to acknowledge things in your life as sinful, confess them to God and tell him that you're sorry for them. And it's really important during this time to remember who you're confessing to. Second Chronicles 39 says you're confessing to someone who is gracious and compassionate, someone who will not turn his face from you if you return to him. And so now grab a piece of paper again and take the next few minutes to tell God you're sorry for specific things in your life that dishonor him. The next word is ask. So remember, God is the one who actually has power to do anything and he is listening to you. James 4.2 says you do not have because you do not ask God. So this is a privilege to have the attention of a sovereign God who listens and wants to make things happen for you. And so take the next few minutes to spend time asking God for something huge in your life or in the life of someone else. The next word is yield. To yield means to let someone move in front of you. During this time, tell God that you trust him and that you believe he is in control. For me, sometimes this looks like me simply writing down, God, I know that if you don't answer this prayer how I want you to answer it, It's because there's something better. And so we'll finish by spending time writing down how you're currently feeling about trusting God. Do you trust him? Do you believe that his ways are better than yours? 
tell him honestly how you feel. So I really, really want us to make this kind of prayer a habit in our life. Right now, take your phone and schedule a reminder for a pray time every day. You can spend as much time as you want going through this acronym each day, but just make it a commitment for you to make it happen every day for at least 30 days. If you want a resource to continue to help you when it comes to prayer, I suggest reading the book Prayer by Tim Keller. It's really helpful and I cannot wait to see each of you experience how talking to God can take your relationship with him to the next level. Thank y'all for spending your time listening to this. If you want to listen to more breakout sessions, you can find them on Apple and Spotify at SMC 2021.